0: This will be the second recording in the series of the revelation of Jesus Christ. And what we're dealing with in this series is Christ revealed in his church. If you are in Christ, Christ is in you to be, bele- to be revealed. That's why he's in you, to be made known, to be manifest. To be declared in the earth that his glory would be seen in you and I. That's why he's in us. So we're dealing with his revelation. Glory to God. So we're going to go back through a couple of the scriptures from last week, and then we're going to move on. But a couple of the foundational scriptures is the first ones in John 14, John 14, and verse 4 through 10 or 11. Jesus saying, and whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. The truth and the life, no man cometh unto the Father, but by me. If ye had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. Philip saith, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father also. And how we see him, I know, I know they were looking upon him, that he was living with them, walking with them in their midst when he said this. But today, how we see him is by the Spirit of God. And and this is the other foundational scripture here, is Matthew 16. Matthew 16, and this is how Jesus said he would build his church, the church which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all and in all. I can remember years ago, as I say this, when I was in a particular denominational uh, church, denominational organization, that I considered this scripture in regards to the physical buildings that we enter into, that Jesus built his church and the gates of hell could not prevail against it. And I considered that as the physical building at that time. In my walk with God. Now, I want to emphasize to you that I was walking with God, but that was the comprehension that I had, was that the church was a building that I went to. And as I began to come into the revealing of him, the revelation of Christ, I began to understand the church is not the building I go to, but the church is his body those who are gathered in Christ, those who are born again for the revealing of Christ in them, the church which is his body, the fullness of him, or you could even say those that have had Christ revealed in them. Nonetheless, Christ as a son over his own house, whose house you are, so the house or church that he was building was not a building, Was not buildings that we go to, but it's a people that are built up in the understanding and knowledge of the Lord. And how we are built up is through the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's how we are built. And that's what Jesus says to his disciples and to Peter when he asked them, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? in verse 13 of Matthew 16 and they said some say thou art John the Baptist some Elijah and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets and he saith unto them but whom say ye that ye whom say ye that i am and Simon Peter answered and said thou art the Christ the son of the living god Then charged he, his disciples, that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. And we'll, I'm sure, look at lots in the coming weeks pertaining to Matthew 16. But for right now, the focus is on flesh and blood have not revealed it. He that have seen me have seen my Father also. Flesh and blood, Peter, has not revealed this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. So the Christ is seen through the eternal spirit of God. Just as Paul says in Galatians 1, God revealing his son in me. In fact, I I believe in my heart, and this is, something to study out, to consider. But I believe in my heart, that's even what he's saying, that I give to you the keys to the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and what you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I believe what's being loosed in heaven and on earth is the fullness of Christ that fills all, and it fills us through his revelation, His revealing. In us, by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. That's our salvation, Christ revealed in you, in me. Just as he said in John 14, at that day you'll know that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. How am I going to know? By the Spirit of truth. That's how I'm going to know. He's in the Father. I'm in him. He's in me. Glory to God, because the Spirit's going to show him as he is. As he is in God, as he is in the Spirit. Now, we're going to tackle or look at a couple of maybe difficult verses of Scripture here beginning in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I I shouldn't call them difficult. I, I may present these different than you've heard them, but I'm going to present it to you, and I'm going to ask you to go before the Lord and ask the Lord about what I'm presenting, if it's of God, or if it's of Wayne. If it's of Wayne, it's of no use to you. If it's of God, it's of utmost use to you and me both. See, I want to stress this. I'm willing to change my view. If God shows me Christ in another view, a greater view, I'm willing to receive that. I really am. I want to know him more than I want to know anything. Well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, The Bible says, I thank God always on your behalf for the grace of God, which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come behind in no gift waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall also confirm you unto the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. you may ask yourself, how could you ever be joined in the same mind and the same judgment? And I'm going to attempt to answer that at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? That's how, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want to break this down. See, see the church... When we look at the church as the believers, you see all kinds of divisions, all kinds of denominations. And you read this that Paul says you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and same judgment, and that you speak the same thing and there be no divisions among you. Well, you look at the definition of Christianity in the earth today. And I'm not talking about God's definition as as it is in the earth today. You see all kinds of divisions. Well, how do I come together with my brother and sister who is born of the same spirit that I am? I come together as one in the revealing of his son. That's the only place it can ever happen is Christ being revealed. So, what I believe the apostles writing here is that the testimony of Christ is confirmed in them. In other words, they're believers. They, they have received the Lord Jesus. Been filled with the Spirit of God, let's say. But they have received the Lord Jesus. And, and he's saying that they would come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. This word coming here... Translated into King James' coming, if you look it up, it is actually apocalypsis. Apocalypsis, which means revelation, the revealing. The definition is uncovering, revelation, unveiling. It is principally used of the revelation of Jesus Christ, the word especially a particular spiritual manifestation of Christ. His, parentheses, his will previously unknown to the extent because it's veiled or covered. So, so the coming here could have been interpreted, the revelation, that, way, that what they were waiting on is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, I want us to really consider that in our hearts, in our minds, and and the word waiting here is a word I expect eagerly. It means to wait eagerly. So, Paul is saying they're eagerly waiting for the revelation of Jesus Christ. For him to be unveiled. See, see, I believe this has to come into the Christian church. That after you're born again, after you're filled with the Spirit, what next? That it has to come into our hearts. And we have to consider this with the Lord. What next? What, what's Next, Lord. And I believe the answer is the revelation of Jesus Christ, that what we wait or expect as a believer is Christ to be revealed in our hearts. And I believe this is exactly what Paul is saying when he says that you come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end, that you may be blameless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and and again, I'm going to attempt to break these down, I believe, by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, you can judge that. You can take that before the Lord, but waiting who shall confirm you to the end. Now, now this word end is dealing with a goal. It's not just dealing with, well, at the end of the world, like like we primarily consider the word end in her Bible as just the end of the world. That's what I primarily did for years and years. But if I look at this in, in, in relationship to a goal, that the goal comes in the revealing of Christ, and I'm confirmed, secured in him, To the goal, an end is what this word means, an end, a toll, event, or issue, aim, or purpose. So we have the goal, the aim, the purpose of Christ being revealed. the consummations, uh, the end goal. This is all in this word, in this definition, consummation, the end goal. So the, the the goal of God, the will of God is shown in Ephesians 1, that he would gather together all things in one, even in Christ, things in heaven and on earth, even in him. And so we're gathered up in him as believers and, and I believe we're really gathered up in our soul in him by him being revealed in our hearts. That Christ is revealed in our hearts and we're gathered up in him. So so here the goal is Christ to be revealed. And then the other word here is, is dealing with, confirm you into the end that you may be blameless without blame in the day, of our Lord Jesus Christ, and that we're blameless deals with being unreprovable. We're unreprovable in his sight. We come in the light of Christ. We come into the light of Christ. The day of our Lord Jesus Christ, if we if we look at it, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Now, he was never physical sunlight, but the, but the light of him, it, when the light of him, when he appears, that to me is the light. When he appears in our heart, we come to light and understanding. And the light of him, if I have light, I have a day in the natural. When the sun comes, the day comes. When the light appears, the day appears. And and I believe that's the same thing here. When the revelation comes of Christ, the day appears because the light comes. There's understanding that floods the heart. So we're, we're made blameless through the work of Christ, that he brings us into the place that he has chosen us, which is in Christ. And the light of him appears in our heart, and we see the work of God that's been done in Christ. We see that. We understand that. See, we see that only through his revelation. We only really get a hold of being a new creation through his revelation. You know, glory to God. I mean, in type and shadow, we see this in Abraham, get out of thy country from thy kindred to the land that I will show thee. I will reveal to you. Glory to God. Go back there and look at that close. Of course, Abraham went into the land of Canaan, And it said, the Lord appeared to him. And in the coming week or so, we'll probably look at this in more depth with Abraham. But the Lord appeared and he come into a new land. The Lord appearing in our heart brings us into a new creation. Now, we're already in that creation, but it brings, it makes that creation real. You're a new creature, created of God in Christ Jesus. You're not of the old. You're of him. You're born again of the Spirit of God. Now, I believe the same thing that we're talking about here can also be seen in First Peter. In First Peter chapter 1, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's verse 3. Were begotten to a living expectation. That word hope means expectation by the resurrection from the dead. Now, in the old man, we weren't live. We weren't begotten into a living expectation. We were by, begotten unto death. In Adam, all die. <laughs> in Christ, we're born to a living expectation by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. From the dead. So we're born again unto a living expectation, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed at the last time. And again, we'll have to, in the coming weeks, Lord willing, break this down. But the salvation's ready to be revealed. Here we go again with the revelation. At the last time, at the end of those days, we have the revelation of Christ. Now, let's let's read on here for a moment. Verse 6, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold perisheth though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing. That again is the word revelation of Jesus Christ. At the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen your love, and whom though now you see him not, yet believing you rejoice, with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what, or at what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that shall follow. Now, that really spoke volumes in my heart, the glory that shall follow his sufferings. He was glorified with the glory he had with the Father before the world was. And he also said he would be glorified in us. And I believe Peter's talking about the same thing Paul is, that the salvation that's revealed to these believers is at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I believe he's he's really telling them you're begotten again to a living hope, to a living expectation. And that expectation is Christ to be revealed. That's how they're going to see him is he's going to be revealed in them. Glory to God. Now I believe that's what he's talking about that Christ is going to be made known to these believers, and that's what Peter is setting forth to them, is Christ being revealed. Same thing with Paul, Christ being revealed to them. That's a seeing of the Lord. And as a newborn babe, I haven't really seen the Lord the way I'm going to at his revelation. So, So I come into Christ as a newborn babe, Become a child with expectation of his revealing. Glory to God. That he would be revealed in me. That I would see him and know the incorruptible inheritance that's reserved in heaven for me. Now, to me, this incorruptible inheritance that's reserved in heaven for me is Christ himself. He's the incorruptible seed of God. So that, as Paul says in Romans 8, we're joint heirs together with Christ. So that that Christ inherited, we inherit in him. And it's made known to us at his revealing. Now, to me, this is what's incorruptible. The incorruptible, you know, inheritance that we have is that of Christ. That's really what I believe. You know, I I know I was taught it was all these other things, but, honey, inheriting the very life, the very nature, the very character of God himself, that's what you've inherited because the living Christ now lives in you. So that's your incorruptible inheritance. And it's made real to you as he is revealed in you. That you have joy unspeakable and it's full of glory. Glory to the Lamb of the living God. Doesn't perish, doesn't fade away. It's not like the natural man that that is here for a little while and then is gone. This is an eternal weight of glory that we now have in Christ Jesus. Not that we're gonna get someday, but it's reserved in heaven. The gates of hell cannot prevail against it. The things of the enemy cannot prevail against it because it's established in the person of Jesus Christ. Upon this rock, I will build my church. So it's built upon the revelation of him. And what's revealed in us of him is his death. Everything that his death did is made known in you and I. It's experienced in you and I that we live in his death. We, we participate in his burial and we raise up in his resurrection. You know, I said we live in his death. Well, you might say, well... That's, that doesn't make sense. Well, here's how it makes sense. He's dead to the world. He's dead to sin. These elements don't come against him. So the gates of hell can't come against him. And you say, well, they can't come against Jesus, but what about me? You're his body. So when I come to an understanding that I'm his body, that he that overcome death and the grave, he that overcome the enemy, he that put the enemy over or under his foot is my head, is my Lord. You know, I, I we make the comment, he's our Lord and Savior. What did he save us from? He translated us out of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son. Now, this to me is rich, and this is an incorruptible inheritance that we have, glory to the Lamb of God. And this is made known to us as he's revealed upon this rock, upon my revelation. I will build my church. This is built up in us by the Spirit of God. To the reality of that is expressed out of us. Glory to the Lamb of God. That's Christ manifest the reality of him being revealed in us coming to expression coming to expression in the earth in through this earthen vessel my lord that to me is salvation dynamic salvation great salvation glorious salvation you could you can use every word every Every great word that's in the the dictionary to try to define it, but it can only be known by the Spirit of God. Now, Ephesians 1, I believe Paul is is again saying similar to what 1 Corinthians 1, 1 Peter 1 saying. I want to read you verse 3 to start with. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, I wrote a note. This is the same thing or similar to an inheritance incorruptible. Spiritual blessings, all spiritual blessings, this is not corruptible. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, or you could say all spiritual pl- blessings in the heavenly Christ, That he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly Christ. I like that. Glory Mm -hmm. to God. So that is an incorruptible inheritance. That's what that is. Now, come on down in Ephesians 1. Paul writes in verse 15. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Here's revelation again. Revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. So Paul is saying after he heard of their faith in the Lord Jesus and their love to all the saints, he began to pray for them, make mention of them in his prayers, that they would receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ Glory to God. That Christ would be revealed. The eyes of their heart would be enlightened. They would come to enlightenment. Remember what I said in 1 Corinthians 1? The light of Christ. The light of a new day. The light shining, being enlightened. How? In the knowledge of him. Our souls coming to the knowledge of him. Our understanding coming to the knowledge of him. I'm not talking about just our our brains. I'm talking about the understanding we live by. I'm talking about an inward work of the Spirit of God that we live in comprehension of Jesus Christ. That we live in the reality of what Jesus Christ has done that our soul, that our conscious, may be aware of what Jesus has done. And we live in it. We dwell in it. We walk in it. We understand the truth that's in Christ, the truth that we're in because we're in Christ, that the old man's been put off and the new man has been put on. And we come to the awareness of this to declare it. Like Paul said, that I might preach him, that I might declare him in all the earth, that we would become the declaration of Jesus Christ in all the earth. I said this last week, out of our mouths, through our hands, through our feet, but that being the reality that's in our hearts, in our minds, Glory to God, that this become a state of being. Not something we're trying to pray down. I'm not against praying. I pray. I believe in praying. I believe in prayer. I believe in studying the scripture. But I believe in the realness of God. I believe what Jesus was saying. At that day, you're going to know that I am in my Father. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God, that he's the eternal living Spirit of God. He's in the Father. He's in us. We're going to know that. And we're in him. Now, that's something to know, that the reality of my living is not the old man, but the reality of my living is Jesus Christ. Now, that's what my heart's hungry for, in me and in you in the church, I would love to go into the church and declare this, and not just declare it, but that we would experience it together. Yes, I love to declare this. This is this is a joy for God to reveal his son in you that you can declare it. I'm telling you, this is a joy. I, I so enjoy the Lord. But to share it with his body, that we would be one, that would, there would be no division among us, that we would come to see him, that all of our ideas would just come out of him. Just like Paul said to the Corinthians that, that, that he would bless us in all utterance, in all speech, in all knowledge. Yes, that's what I desire for you, for me, for the whole body of Christ, for the entire church, that we all speak the same thing. And I'm not talking about that you speak what I say. I'm talking about what God reveals of Christ. That's what I want us all to speak. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Yes, that's where I want us to have fellowship and relationship, where God reveals of Christ. That's where we become one. When the Spirit of God makes that real, that's, that's where unity comes from, the revelation of Jesus Christ, that we all speak the same thing, that we all are in the same mind, called up in the same one. It's what Ephesians 1 says that in the dispensation or administration of fullness of the fullness of time, God would gather together all in one. Gather together, you and I, in Christ. And as Jesus said, all things of the fathers are mine. All things of God in Christ. Gather it all up, that we can be an expression of it. That he can be revealed in us and be the Lord of our hearts, the king of our souls. My God, what a salvation we have. That we can know him in his fullness. That we can look upon him that was pierced. That the living Christ of God would be seen in our hearts, in our minds. That we would know him that we would know him, yes, by the spirit of the living God. All shall know me, from the least to the greatest. All shall know me. What a spectacular salvation and covenant we're in, that God is just presenting himself to us. Wow, I love this. Absolutely love the Lord. Absolutely love sharing the Lord with you, with whoever will wants to hear. Amen. Absolutely love this. We will continue this next week. Lord will. May God richly bless you if you have any questions for me. You can go to the New Life Tabernacle, Virginia page. Send uh, an email to me. My email is Shelton at icloud.com. May the Lord Jesus Christ just richly, richly bless you. God bless you. And may he reveal his son in you and I. Glory be to God. Amen.